Welcome to Finish Well Radio, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, this is Meredith Curtis. Welcome to Finish Well Radio. I am so excited that you're here, and today we're going to talk about what happens. You raise those daughters, and you train them and prepare them for life, and suddenly they're getting married. What do you do? We're going to talk about that. I have had two daughters get married. Now, I also have a young woman who lived with us for 10 years, and so her mom was out in California, and... So Aisha and her mom actually were planning the wedding, but I was kind of involved in helping. And so I'm going to give you some stories from all three of those weddings. And some are funny, some are sad, some are emotional. But I think that the things that I've gone through in planning these three weddings, I think they will really be a blessing and help you. So here you are, maybe your daughter's off at college and she comes home and she says, I met this wonderful man and you meet him and you think he's wonderful too. Or maybe it's just a friend from church or the homeschool co-op and as the years go by, they're getting closer and closer and they wake up one day and realize we're in love, we want to get married and your husband and you have a peace and now you're so excited, we're getting married and then you stop and think, Oh, I've got to plan a wedding with my daughter. I just want to say to all of you moms who are panicking because your daughter is ready to get married, take a deep breath. You can do this. Planning a wedding is just like planning a big, big party. So it's a little bigger than everything else, a little bit more expensive. But... There's so many ways to cut corners and so many ways to have a beautiful day at a less expensive price. So let's start with you, and you've just heard the news. They're engaged, and the first thing you want to do is really rejoice with the couple. You you know, don't, like, bombard them with, well, what do you want to do about this? But What do you want to do about that? But, you know, maybe take the couple out to dinner with your husband, maybe throw a little engagement party for the family, pray over them, maybe buy them a little gift, but just make it a special, special time. The whole idea of what you're going to do for the wedding can wait a week or so, but just take the time to enjoy the process, the memory of their engagement. We like to do a photo shoot. My daughter, Shine, is a really amazing photographer, and she'll usually do an engagement photo shoot when someone gets married in our world, and she's really, really getting better and better. Her first ones were good, but her latest ones have been amazing. So the first step is just stop and relax and enjoy the moment, and then it's time to plan. Now, what I did with each of the couples is I took them out to lunch and I said, hey, let's talk about your wedding. What are your dreams? What are your hopes? What do you imagine for your big day? Some of the things they shared, I just sat there and went, gulp. (laughs) Okay, Lord, this is impossible. There's no way that's going to happen. And of course, some of these were let go. Uh, I remember Aisha had wanted this location wedding 
in a beautiful inn with beautiful grounds and gardens and a horse-drawn carriage. And when she saw the price tag of the initial rental, not including food or anything like that, she said, hmm, I don't know if I want that anymore. And so you don't have to rain on their parade right away. I just listen. I usually pull out my little notebook and take notes. And then the next thing I do is start a Pinterest board. Yeah, I know. I'm a big Pinterest girl. But it is so important for me to be helping my daughter to be able to know exactly what she likes. And I found that's such a good way because the things that she puts in the Pinterest board give me a clue of what she likes. So a lot of times, like with both of my daughters, Katie Beth and Jenny Rose, I thought I knew what they wanted, but then when we started the Pinterest board and the things they were pinning, I realized, oh, okay, that's not exactly what I thought. And then I would pin stuff and I'd say, hey, if you don't like it, just let me know, delete it. And that helped me too because it just kind of helped me get an idea of what they wanted. Now, with all that said, I would love to give each of my daughters a fairy tale wedding, but money is a big deal. And so we start out right up front by telling my children, this is how much we can spend on your wedding. So what we have is we had a small inheritance years ago, and we tucked some money away for each of the kids. So we're able to spend a few thousand dollars from that inheritance and then anything else we have to earn because as much as our good intentions have been, we haven't been able to set aside other money. So sometimes people want to help out. Like when Katie Beth got married, my aunt had her bridesmaids luncheon. And then when Jenny Rose got married, my sister had her bridesmaids luncheon. And so that was a big financial help, plus just a really, really nice, nice occasion. But we start out with a budget. So we make a budget, then that is what we stick to. And then what I say to my children is, okay, so we're going to avoid debt. We're not going to go into debt for this wedding. Now, when we started with Jenny Rose's wedding, we... We did not have all the money that we needed for the wedding, but the Lord really blessed. Mike has a side business. He's a pastor, and the Lord really blessed that business, and we were able to set aside money for the wedding from that. With Katie Beth, we actually took money out of our retirement money, not our IRA, but just money we had tucked away for retirement, and we used that. So, again, it's a personal choice how you want to do that. But we are very firm to not go over our budget because being a pastor's family, we've gone through really lean times financially. So all of us are good at tightening our belt and looking for bargains. And so that is really, really not an issue. Now, priorities, what is the priority of the day? For Jenny Rose, her priority was a photographer that she'd heard about and seen her work, and she really wanted to use her. Now, the photographer was about $1,000 more than I really could afford and, like, buy her a dress, you know, something like that. So she said, Mom, I really want this photographer so much. I want to put in the extra thousand dollars and she did and she was working so that was good 
working daughters, yes, they could probably pay for their whole wedding. But Mike and I do try to pay for their wedding so they can take the money that they're earning working and they can save it. And because there's so many expenses that you're not expecting when you get married. So I sit down with all my girls and say, what is your priority for the wedding? Like, what is the non-compromising thing? And for my oldest daughter, it was the dress. She wanted to be absolutely in love with her dress. So she was willing to spend a little more money on the dress, but less money on flowers. And for Jenny Rose, she really wanted the photographer. I told you about that. Aisha really wanted flowers. That's how I was when I was getting married. I really wanted the flowers. So it's just kind of funny how they all had different priorities. So it was really important for me to say, okay, we're going to die to the big elaborate rose garden wedding. We're going to have something more simple. This is kind of neat how the Lord provides. My daughter Rose had wanted to be married in this place, this venue called the Lake Mary Event Center. And I went and I checked it out and I talked to the lady and the prices were ridiculous. But on Monday through Thursday, the prices were much cheaper. So I asked her about different three-day weekends and one of the three-day weekends was Martin Luther King Day and a lot of my children and friends get that day off. And then, of course, anyone in college gets a day off down here in Florida. So I asked about that day, Liz, does that Monday count as a holiday? And she said, no, it doesn't count as a holiday. And so it was just a weekday price. Well, the price was so much less than the Friday, Saturday, Sunday price that we got this amazing deal. And so we were able to have it at that venue. And we didn't really have to do much decorating because the venue was really, really beautiful and perfect for the kind of photographs that Jenny Rose wanted. So we had to, of course, have it on a weekday. And for some people that was inconvenient, but we didn't have a lot of -of out-of-town guests coming. We just had a few, and it wasn't a problem for them to get the time off. So realize that when you're budgeting your money, make room for God. I mean, he can come through in unexpected ways. So if I had just said to my daughter, well, honey, that venue is just out of our price range. I didn't say that. I just said, Lord, I really want her to have this. It's what she wants. I'm going to go visit, and you just lead the way. And that's how I found out about the lower prices and how we ended up being able to have the wedding on a holiday weekend. So we make a budget, we kind of map it out, and if we overspend in one section, then we sit down and figure out how we're going to pull back in another section. And both weddings, we stayed true to our budget. We did not go over. So I was really grateful. The first thing that we do is we choose and reserve a venue. The reason why is because, like, in our situation, we have a church building that we rent, but it's not, when you think about weddings and there's, like, we have a stage and sound equipment up there and It's not the most beautiful venue for a wedding. The fellowship hall is just way too small. So if we find a venue and it's an hour away, then we need to find a church that goes with that venue. On the other hand, if we find a church that we really like, then we look for 
the reception place. And it's really nice if you can find a church and then rent the reception hall. That's what Aisha did. With Katie Beth, we were able to rent the church that my mom and I attended when I was a, a little toddler. And we lived in this area. And so we made it work like, okay, here's the church and the venue. So we sort of picked them together. And that is the first thing that we do. Because once we do that, there's no use like starting to purchase decorations and stuff until you know where you're going to put them. And then, of course, you want to make sure that the church and the venue are close. Now, what Jenny Rose did is she got married in the rotunda of this venue. It was almost like a big sunroom. Very, very pretty. And so that was perfect. It was much prettier than our church building. That was just really, really nice. And Aisha got married in this beautiful church, and it had lots of room. Once she found the church that was exactly the kind of church she wanted to get married in, then there was enough room for her to have her reception there, too. And she got an amazing deal on the church. So that's the first thing that we do, and we put a down payment on the venue. And then the next thing that we usually start with is planning premarital counseling. Now, my husband and I, we actually have written a workbook for the couples that we take through, and it's kind of expanded over the years. And we like to get started with premarital counseling around five to six months before the couple gets married. And if you are interested, by the way, we finally decided, you know what, we're going to make this available because people are asking for it. So we decided to make it available outside our church. And it's actually called Before the Vows Are Made. If you're a pastor, if you're a marriage counselor, if you do premarital counseling, it's a great book to have. And you can get it as an ebook or print book. Just go to powerlineprod.com and you'll find it under the Bible section. So anyway, that is what we do. Like uh, since my husband's a pastor, then that's a big deal to us because we have seen that premarital counseling can make a huge difference in whether marriages last, in whether the couple is going to get off to a really good start or not. So that's the next thing. Who is going to marry the couple? You know, is it your favorite pastor at church or is it a family member? But who is going to do that premarital counseling? The next really big question to decide is the caterer. And we've done it both ways. We've done the food ourselves, and we've done a caterer. And doing the food ourselves. We had so much help, and we bought all these turkeys on sale and hams on sale, and we had people who cooked and sliced the meat and, you know, put it on platters and brought it. But what happened is that at the last minute, the person who was going to be overseeing serving the food couldn't make it, and she replaced herself with someone else, and they didn't really know what we wanted. It just turned out to be that I spent almost the whole time in the kitchen. Now, I don't know if that's because we were doing the food ourselves or if it was because there was a change in someone overseeing the serving of the food. But one thing I did learn, it was so much work preparing the food. We had platters of sliced ham and sliced turkey, and then we made chicken salad and we had croissants and we had 
a lot of fruit, and it, it was really a beautiful menu. We have a friend named Steve who's with the Lord now, and he helped us to plan it. It was really nice, but of course, the morning of the wedding, I'm mixing chicken salad. So after that, I just decided, you know what? I'm not going to do this again. And so with Jenny Rose's, we had it catered. And we found the cheapest caterer we could find that the food tasted good. The food was delicious. And they catered the meal. It was really, really nice to not have to worry about, (laughs) you know, okay, what's going on in the kitchen and is everything out and things like that. The catering was reasonably priced. However, the caterer will probably be your biggest bill. At least it was for us. We got the venue down pretty low. And Rose helped out with the photographer, but our biggest portion of the night was the catering. And we had a really reasonable, reasonable package. But we had hors d'oeuvres before. We didn't do anything extra with the drinks. We just had the iced tea and lemonade and water and then coffee served when the cake was served. So we went ahead with a very small cake because with Katie Beth, we did a bigger cake for the amount of people there and we had so much cake left over and we just found out the hard way that not every person who comes to your wedding will eat cake (laughs) unless you have a lot of friends with sweet tooth so we just were a little wiser when we picked the size of the cake but the caterer that we picked also did our cake so she basically did everything so that was a blessing But that's the next thing. So you get the venue, you figure out who's going to marry you and set up the premarital counseling, and then you pick out the caterer. For both of my girls, the photographer was very important. So we got the photographer right away. In our area, some of the photographers are booked nine months to a year in advance. So find your photographer. And then after we set up that stuff, it's time for the close. And we're going to talk about that when we get back. So we will have a word from our sponsor, and then we'll be right back. Powerline Productions wants to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. Because of this, we offer a wide variety of books and ebooks about homeschooling, homeschool classes, and Bible study workbooks like Lovely to Behold, The Priceless Beauty of Godly Womanhood by Meredith Curtis. In this comprehensive Bible study, Meredith takes you through the Bible and looks at a multitude of scriptures which build up women and show them what God calls a righteous woman. Learn more at PowerlineProd.com. That's P-O-W-E-R-L-I-N-E-P-R-O-D.com. Powerline Productions. Being world changers, raising world changers. You've been listening to Finish Well Radio on the Ultimate Radio Network. Now, back to your host, Meredith Curtis. Hey, welcome back to help. My daughter's getting married. You don't have to worry. It's going to go smoothly. It's going to go well. And by the way, I also have a wedding planner 
that I created for my daughters. And again, I went ahead and I'm sharing that with you. You can buy it in print from Amazon or you can buy it as an ebook and just print up the pages that you need. We actually printed up the pages we need on three hole punch paper and put it in a notebook and then put little page protectors in so we could put brochures and different things. But this is exactly what we used. It's the ultimate Christian wedding planner is the name of it. You can find out more about it at powerlineprod.com and just search under the celebrate section of the website. Okay, so you've got the budget, you've got the venue, you've got the pastor, you've got the caterer, you've got the photographer. And now is, of course, the fun mom and daughter memory is shopping for the wedding gown and picking out the bridesmaids dresses and the tuxes and choosing your wedding party and all of that stuff. When girls choose their wedding party, a lot of times they just pick their friends and things like that. But I always tell my daughters, choose a support team because these are the people who are going to be there with you. These are the people who are going to encourage you if you're nervous, who are going to fix the little chair in your dress, or they're going to help you set up, help you tear down. And make sure when your daughter and future son-in-law pick out the wedding team that the people realize like we're not just up there to look beautiful or handsome but we're part of the support team and let them know that so that they can really serve and help so we had a great a great support team for both weddings and then also pick your support team who is going to help you who is going to work with you We had a very small window to, and we didn't have to do tons, but the little bit of decorating we did at Jenny Rose's venue. And so I had a support team of people who were in charge of the actual ballroom where we would eat dinner and have the reception. And then the rest of the venue, like the rotunda where they got married, the entryway and things like that. So I had someone in charge of decorating each section. And then I also had someone in charge of decorating each thing. So there were two people in charge of setting up the arch and putting all the flowers on it in the rotunda. There was one person in charge of setting up the guest book table and getting that all ready. And just just something that we did that was really helpful because it can be so confusing if you just pile all the decorations together in, in totes and bring them to the reception. It can get really overwhelming. Where's this thing? Where's the garland of roses? Where's the lace? You know, so what we did is we had actually a wedding decoration night where we... Rose didn't have like exact, you know, this has to be exactly like this. So what we did is we invited all the wedding party over and then we had stations throughout the house for each thing we were decorating. Like there would be the cake table, there would be the wedding party centerpiece, there would be the table centerpieces, there would be the arch and different things like that. So what we did is we divided up, everyone came over, and then there were the creative people and the worker people. So the creative people, like one of my friends, Madeline, who was a bridesmaid, she was a creative person. So she created what the guest book table would look like. She created what the entryway table would look like. That was her thing. And then our our other friend, Marielle, she created the welcome sign. She actually painted it. And so it was really exciting because we had people who were creative and they wanted to do that. But then we also had the worker people who said, okay, 
we're going to help put together the centerpieces because once the centerpiece idea was created, we had to create centerpieces for every table. So then what we did is we boxed everything together. So after we did a mock setup, we took a picture, we put the picture in the tote, and then everything that we needed, and then a map of the venue with the exact location. I put a big X on the exact location where it's going to be set up. So that was such a blessing because people just took these totes, they set them up. Okay, this tote is labeled guestbook table. It's right there. So they put the tote on the guestbook table, and then the person who was in charge of the guestbook table just pulled out everything they needed, looked at the picture, and duplicated it. So it really, really went well and made everything very smooth. And, of course, you know, cleanup, people just kind of put, things back haphazard and then I had to re- reorganize everything but I would have had to do that anyway to decide what do I keep what do I throw away so that's just a, a big tip for you guys planning whatever decorating you're doing that worked great we had done that with Katie Best Wedding because we had to decorate the whole place but we hadn't been as detailed but the map and the picture just helped so much because then people who didn't have any idea what was going on could actually help out because they just open the tote and they see exactly where it's supposed to be and what it's supposed to look like. Anyway, I got off on a tangent there (laughs) on the decorations, but of course we're building our Pinterest board and we're collecting things little by little at garage sales. People, when they find out you're getting married, they offer you things. And some of the things that people offered, well, we couldn't really use, but other things we could. We had saved a lot of the tool from Kate's wedding. And then Aisha had things that were left over from her wedding. So we were able to get a lot of things very inexpensively or for free. And then other things we went ahead and bit the bullet and bought. Like one of the things I did is I went to Hobby Lobby And I got a picture stand, actually I bought two of them, that was about five feet tall. And then on one went the empty picture frame that had twine across, and it had all the table numbers. And then the other one held the welcome sign. So that was kind of, you know, we were able to save money in one place because, remember, our budget wouldn't change. But since we were able to get a lot of things inexpensively, then we could go ahead and splurge and do that. And that's something that we'll use in the future. So that was a good a good investment. So we had a lot of fun dress shopping. We had a lot of fun picking out the bridesmaids' dresses. And, you know, the bridesmaids' dresses can be tricky because... Not everyone looks good in the same style. What Aisha did was pick the color, and they could get whatever style they wanted. Katie Beth actually picked a dress, and they all wore it. But what Jenny Rose did is she just gave them a choice of different shades, and they could get whatever dress and shade they wanted. So she was a little nervous about it later, but it ended up looking really, really beautiful. So that was really encouraging and exciting. The next thing that we do after we've got the clothes ready and the decorations ready is to get down to the nitty-gritty of the actual details of the ceremony and reception. And if you feel overwhelmed by that, like, oh, my goodness, because, of course, we've been involved in many weddings, then just ask someone, hey, 
can can I have a copy of your wedding bulletin or program? You know, can I, can I, can you sit down and tell me what a normal wedding looks like? And you can take that and kind of go from there and tweak it the way you want to tweak it. The same thing with the reception itinerary. And of course, my wedding planner has typical ceremony itineraries and typical reception itineraries. It's really important to have an MC for your reception. If you have a band playing, the band leader will usually also serve as the MC, but don't assume that. Check that out. We had our MC also played the music, and so he put everything on his phone and then just plugged his phone into the sound system. So that worked out really well. And then that brings us to music. You know, there's a lot of standards that everybody uses, but your children, children, listen to me. Your daughter and her future husband may have special music that they would really like and enjoy having. Rose picked some unique songs. Some of them I had never really heard of, and they were just beautiful. So then at the end, as you get closer, maybe the last four or five months, make sure that they register. Our kids registered at Target and at Amazon and at Bed Bath and Beyond. Make sure they don't register for the same thing at different places. <laughs> or if they do, make sure when they get it, they take it off both. That way, a lot of people I found really like purchasing gifts on Amazon and just mailing them. And so the kids got a lot of gifts at all three weddings from Amazon. So, yeah, do it. Go ahead and do make sure they're registering and keeping up with their registry and taking things off that aren't removed from the registry. And then, of course, there's the bridal showers and the bridesmaids luncheon. Now, the bridal shower, you should not throw. The bridesmaids are actually supposed to throw the bridal shower, but you can ask them what you can do to help. And of course, you'll be one of the guests of honor at the bridal shower. And then the bridesmaids luncheon is something the bride does for her bridesmaids just as a thank you. And that's when she usually passes out her gifts. So all of those things as you go step by step, that's kind of a good order. Start with the budget. Pick out the venue, choose your pastor, get your photographer lined up and your caterer in the very beginning and then start going from there, buying the the wedding gown, getting the clothes for the bridal party, getting decorations, planning the decorations, planning the itinerary, getting your MC, getting the music, all of those details. If you kind of follow that flow, you'll find that you'll have everything ready and it will be very easy. But if you're looking around for a caterer at the very last minute, that will be pretty stressful because that's a huge chunk of money and you're not sure exactly how much it is. So a lot of times the fun part is the decorations and the wedding gown, but those other things are a little more important to just really your sanity. (laughs) Your child may not understand that. Your daughter may say, oh, that's not a big deal. But you say, yes, this is a big deal. So because that's where your big chunks of money are going. The venue, of course, will definitely 
dictate the decorations. So anyway, I hope this has been really helpful. Again, I have the Ultimate Christian Wedding Planner, and I also have the Before the Vows Are Made premarital engagement book, and and there's going to be links in the show notes to both of these. So I hope they're a blessing to you, and I hope I encouraged you because I just have to say, yes, one or two little things will go wrong at the wedding, but our weddings were awesome. We had such a beautiful time, and the Lord really showed up in such a precious way, and all the planning was worth it, and no matter what happened that was difficult, at the end of the day, our daughter married this wonderful guy both times. And, of course, also in Aisha's case. And and really a happy, happy moment. And so relax. Enjoy the journey. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Radio with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Radio Network.